to you with the natural goodness of Viridian Nutrition, available at Browns. I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I talk to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers, sportsmen and women, politicians, businessmen and women, and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Welcome to the first show in the second season of The Interviewer. But now we're not only on radio, SoundCloud and Spotify, you can also catch the highlights of the show on our dedicated YouTube channel. <laughs> and even see what myself and my guests look like. Today's guest is a legend and needs little introduction. Ivan Grek is one of Malta's longest standing names in the music scene. This singer-songwriter has had an outstanding career, both as a frontman for an award-winning band, Winter Moods, and an independent artist. Ivan has performed with Brian Adams, Elton John, Enrico Iglesias, Maroon 5, Akon, Fish, Deep Purple, and many more. But as most would know, right now, Ivan has taken a seat as a judge with X Factor Malta and it's getting exciting in the series because we're heading at, towards the live shows with his finalist girls, Tim, uh, Tim, how do you say this, Tamia? Tamia Far. Shauna and Lisa. Hello everyone, first of all, uh, it's nice to be on your programme again. Well, yes, I mean, I haven't seen you for a while. It's been a while and it's always nice to catch up. Well, thank you so much. Surely. We've actually had quite a lot of adventures together doing all sorts of things. Yeah. But first of all, how are you and how much fun are you having on X Factor right now? Because every time I see anything of you, you look like you're having the <laughs> best fun in the world. Well, it's, it's an exciting journey. I never liked judging. It's, it's a principle that I used to take. In fact, I, I've regretted most of the invitations before, even to X Factor before, because I just... This is not the first time you were invited. No, I, no. it's a principle I had that you have to judge colleagues, you have to judge colleagues about what they're doing, and what they're doing there at that moment is the time of their life. It's, it's the moment of their life. And then there's me who's going to say, ah, you know, yes, no, blah, blah. But then I was convinced because... We're actually mentoring the newbies. We're actually mentoring new names who have, you know, a path in front of them to the future. So that kind of switched on something. Say, oh, all right. So I'm, I can pass on my experience, my ways of performing, my ways of connecting with people on stage, and my ways of projecting the emotions of song to these, you know, upcoming artists. So that turned my thoughts to, okay, maybe it's time to do this. And then, you know, we, were, we stopped for two years. We had, didn't have much to do for two years. And X Factor is X Factor, you know. And I said, okay, I think I'll go for it this time. And I've had a blast till now. Beside, obviously, the moments where you have to send people home. I didn't enjoy that. So you're not a hard-ass Simon Cow. No, definitely you're not. You're a big, soft, squishy Howard or... No, it's me and Dira and Howard and Filippa. So <laughs> you're in the soft squishy camp. <laughs> sort of, yes. Well, I say it as it is, but you know, to send sending people home, and and this year, and all the judges um, agreed, and and Howard and Ira, who were there before, were telling us it's the best year of the mail, as in talent, the, as in all the participants are good in the same level. So for you to choose 
starting to do the auditions. And then you have to choose six out of 14. And then three out of six very good, talented, upcoming artists. It's, it's brutal. I have so many questions. But there is one question I'm going to kick off with because towards the end of last year, I interviewed Howard Keith right here on this podcast and we discussed the purpose and the parameters of X Factor. And you've just talked about young talent coming through and we also talked about Malta's Got Talent as well. And Malta has undoubtedly astounding talent of incredible singers and performers. But do you think that these shows whether in Malta or abroad, because, of course, this is all over the world as well, are able to produce international artists, not just singers, not just performers, but real artists. Now, if you're in America, if you're in the UK, if you're in Australia, if you're in a huge country, now that's a bonus. Now, we're in Malta, and Malta has always had its limitations for outreach because artists here, I mean, artists abroad, if they start doing something from scratch, if they start touring and start showing, so today you're in Manchester, tomorrow you're in Brighton, then you go there, then you go there. In Malta, it's just... It's from Bermarad to Bozabuja. Yeah, it's one, <laughs> one big city. Yeah. So that's one disadvantage. But with the media today, um, the, the, the outreach has grown. We've seen Adam Lambert, we've seen Leona Lewis, we've seen Oli Mars, we've seen a lot of big acts coming out of these kind of television programs. We've seen uh, Susan Boyle. We've seen there are actually people who came second and did more than the ones who did first. So if talent is there, a door opens. Now, opening a door in UK is one thing. Opening a door in Malta is another. We have to broaden our horizons and start thinking of abroad. Now, unfortunately, COVID came along, you know, right in the middle of, Malta's Got Talent and, and the X Factors of before, like Destiny, had to actually um, postpone Eurovision and all that. So that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate as well. So a lot of plans after X Factor and those had to stop because mostly COVID hit everyone. But you see, this is interesting that you say that because when I asked Howard the same question, he said it's unlikely that these shows will produce international artists of the caliber and quality that would be able to be achieved simply because the process is very fast. You go through these channels, you go through X Factor or, or Malta's Got Talent, and to create a seasoned or a, an experienced or an understanding artist, an international artist of that caliber, takes time. It can't be done. Of course. It can't be done on X Factor. Of but no, hang on. His, words not, his the, words, not mine. Of course. <laughs> X Factor is the launchpad. Leona Lewis was an X Factor. You know, Leona, yes, Leona yes, yes, yes. Isn't she a world star? Isn't Adam Lambert a, a, a world star now? So, if we're taking it about local, if we're saying Maltese X Factor and what, well, yes, it, I think we we are disadvantaged in a way because of we're small. But this is and so frustrating, I Evan, know. because the talent is here. The talent is here. Why doesn't the, the talent go abroad? Oh, believe me. Chances and opportunities come in few. In my career, Winter Moves in, in the 2000s and the late 99th, 2000, we had a couple of very, very good real offers. Real offers, all right? And, and then you start thinking, oh, they're going to take my songs away. Those are my songs. Uh, the guitarist has to leave the army. 
the basis has to leave the family behind. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you keep dragging and dragging on. And they give you one chance. All right? Mine is just an example. But in, in, in the music world, chances come once, mm -hmm. twice. Mm -hmm. You have to work hard for it. Let's say, let's talk about, okay, I'm, going, I'm going to deviate a little. Let's talk about the social media in general, okay? Here is when I, where I, had, I had this talk with Howard, actually. So I'm going a bit on his side as well here. Yeah? I'd rather have a thousand people in front of me than a million likes on YouTube. Because nowadays it's about likes and it's about statistics. In some of the sectors, or let's say that's half of the sector of all what's happening, it's about, oh, I've got a million likes. People have seen that video a million times. But then you go to a concert and you have 50 people in front of you. That's not the path I took. But you why know? are you saying that that is better for, the, for no, an I'm artist or are you saying that that's your experience no, that you I'd would I'd rather prefer? have. You would rather prefer. Yeah, I, I, myself. And the music industry is losing a bit of its, of its heart, of its, of its roots. I'll tell you why. Media is good. And social media, I'm, I'm an avid user, so I love it. But I, I'd stand in a room with my band and spend a week in a farmhouse with just us and nothing else to the outside and create music and do it again, again, again. Go to the studio, go to the... Nowadays, it's happening that some of the work, it's like being done at home. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that it's quick. It's fast. Let's create singles. Go, another one, another one. Albums don't exist anymore. They're just on Spotify. I used to buy an album, and, and the album is the journey of the artist. It's not just one song on Spotify. You hear Ed Sheeran today, who is a great artist and, and very talented, but song after song after song after song. It's about the charts. It's about exposure. With us, especially in Malta, overexposure hurt. We needed to do the album, to follow it up with, with uh, performances, which is Malta. So if you do three, four big ones, you know, you can't do much more than that because we're what we are, you know, same audience every now and then. Now, we've managed to do 10,000 on Fossos, which is, uh, which is, you know, something we never dreamed or ever thought we could achieve because it's, it was impossible in our minds and we managed that. But that was a peak. You know, you do that once. And then we had 6,000 there, 7,000 here, a lot. But that's the peak, and that's smarter. You mentioned two processes of which I've spoken to guests here on this show. M-Team, for instance, that collaboration between these four talented artists happened at the beginning of COVID, and they never even met in the same room. But the music that came out of that was absolutely astounding. That's and with they Matt, just, no? That's, that's with, with Matt, oh, absolutely, Matthew James Paul. Listen, Matt is... <laughs> Matt is one of the artists I admire a lot because he's, he's, he, he does a lot of what I've been explaining. Forget the COVID thing, but even through the COVID thing, they probably got together online and created they this did, yes. bond between them that's, that they've put their different vibes together and everything like that. And, and that got to something that they've got some really good stuff. Yeah, that's uh, Mickey Margot, Kajin, yes. Mr. M and, and Matthew. And they seem to have this amazing relationship but when i interviewed them the first time they put out this single they'd never even, even met. had met before and then i uh, luke chapel is a, is an a success story that came out of 
X Factor because yes. he's now been signed to Sony and US. He didn't win X Factor, did he? He didn't at all. And he's <laughs> he has a contract with with Sony US, yes. and he's churning out three or four singles a month. Yes. And he's, as he said, working from home. Now I want to see beyond that. But you see, here's what here's what I'm asking yes. you, because. Even today, and even Howard said, you know, that you mentioned back there about uh, what's our ginger hair artist, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ginger hair artist. Howard mentioned him and said he is an incredible songwriter. Super. As well as a performer. Super. Yes, I agree. And he said that's where the difference lies. And that's where the maturity comes from would you agree because you're suggesting what you just said mm -hmm. that there is something that's missing in half of what's happening today in half on what's happening what, but i mean this is a society that we live in where everything is instant and let's go on and let's get likes and let's get so, this and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't when it's like that when when you're working for volume and not for satisfaction and heart then the material starts to suffer because, you know, oh, quick, we have to do another one. Quick, we have to do another one, you know. But even with Minter Woods, do you like that? I called you Minter Woods. Minter Woods. That's very good. <laughs> Minter Woods. Minter good. Woods. <laughs> even with, with Minter Woods, yeah. uh, Ivan, you must have had a commercial pressure. There must have been something. No. Wow. No, not that much. As I said, we were very careful of overexposure that we pushed from our side. Now, if people play your songs everywhere, there and then, that's, you don't have control on. But from our side, we did an album, all right, every three and a half years. So you do an album, you do a good year of, of uh, uh, half a year of promotion, then you start gigging, then you stop for a while, and you go back to the room and dream it all up again. That was our. That's and that's how commercially viable. For us, it was. You know, and, and remember, every album had three, four, five singles, mm -hmm. so songs that came out on the radio. So it's it, it lived for two years or so before you, and some of them live on today. So, like everything else, there's good and bad about social media. We know that even about you know the freedom of speech and freedom of expression, and and where does it stop? It's okay when I say it, but if someone says it about me, then it's bad. And then there's the whole thing that we used to, to live and experience in society, now it's elevated stratospherically. All of a sudden, everyone has a say, which is not necessarily bad, but... Not necessarily good, Not necessarily though. good either. <laughs> everyone is an expert on everything. And I, don't think, I, I really think that we as human beings were not made to live so much media and news coming at us all the time. And, and most of us, most of the people are hooked. So... Every little we scroll down, there's news, there's an airplane that happened here, there's this going here, there's the number of COVID um, vaccines, there's another Omicron, then there is Fluorona, then if gastric goes in, there's Flugastrona, and, and so much uh, negativity that comes as much, because you cannot say that, oh, there's more positivity on social media, you cannot say that, can you? Because but that's, if you look at social media being tabloid, which is mm. more or less what it is, tabloid... No, I'm, I'm telling you the whole thing. Yes, but the whole nature of it being tabloid, it's yeah. fast news, it's it's cheap news, it's quick news. The very nature of that is that, that tabloid works much, much more effectively with confrontation, with negative information and with conflict than yep. it does with happy, good, happy, lovely, joyful messages. Yes. That's just the nature of the beast. 
You mentioned about COVID and you also mentioned that there were two years that you've not been able to do your job. My you, job. You've not I, been able and to I've perform. had COVID. I've had COVID. I've oh, came wow. out and said it. I've had COVID and it was nasty on me. And uh, I, I had a go at people who are saying there's just a flu. No, it's not just a flu. It could be just a flu for 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 you or you, or you but for me it wasn't just flu. I had brain fog, I had confusion. That's your age. No, more. I had to say I had more brain fog, elevated confusion. <laughs> I made less sense than usual. <laughs> uh, my bones ached more. I had more fever than usual. I was eating toothpaste. I'm not joking. I was trying to move walls. Why, what? I was alone in a room. Eating toothpaste. I, yes, I, that's how confused. I, I'm not. I'm wow. not joking. It just conf confusion. I had people from the from the other side coming to see me, and it was just in incredibly bad. After uh, this lasted for three days. After that, I result negative. Two days after, my voice was gone completely. In two months, struggling to utter a word. So, uh, I know COVID. I found myself the other day thinking about 2019. 2019 was an incredible year. It was one of the best years for the music industry in Malta, bringing this back to music. We had so many concerts, so many events, so many live gigs yeah. happening all the time. You came to one of mine. I did. I was right is, at the front shouting and screaming. You know how I missed that? I had to but you cancel see, every concert. I was thinking to myself... I just cancelled New Year's Eve. Because of the... You know, all of a sudden, seated, and all of a sudden, it's still one. What? Am I going to do a, a seated uh, event in New Year's Eve where people cannot get up because, or risk that they get up anyway and stay after one anyway? Yeah. That would be, you know, uh, unresponsible, yeah. irresponsible. So I just, you know, okay, forget the money we did for promotion, forget this and that, you lose money. And But can you see us getting back to something that looked like 2019? And, and if so, and I asked the same question to Howard, if so, when is that going to happen? Do you think that people will care, will want to get back there? Because we've lived without it for so Truly, long now. Again, there's so much uncertainty. Um, it's not as bad now, but, okay, people say, if you had to close, for example, for three weeks, everyone inside, no, no one moves, that will subdue it. Once you open the airport again, <laughs> screw, if I can use the word, those, you know, three weeks we did uh, shut down in our home. Because once you open the airport and once you open the ports, people can come in again um, infected. Because, let's say it, it's not easy to control every single person that comes in the country. Even if he's negative today, he goes out to Valletta two days after and he's positive. So there's so much uncertainty. So... I think there is more thought to be done. There, we need to find ways to live with it because um, mentally a lot of people are hurt. And I speak to a lot of people who, as we're speaking, no, we brought it up, anxiety. Let's look at numbers every morning. Let's see, oh, what, you know, and then every, okay, this is the news today. Ah, oh, we should have closed. Ah, oh, what about the hospitals? Ah, oh, are they vaccinated? Oh, it's just so much halabaloo. And if you, like many people do, get into it and, and, and just follow it, you, you're going to go bonkers because it's, it's, we're not made for our minds, our feelings, our, our being. is not made for so much anxiety and news from every part of, of, of society and, and even the news on TV today. You know, 
news on TV is also applying what's happening on social media. Mm, mm. That's another thing. News today on TV refer to social media what happened on this and that. So, yes. So let's wash our hands and, and, and keep our It's true. You know, you, you keep disinfecting your hands. You wear a mask when, when, when it's possible, but somehow, somewhere, everyone, every authority should be working on looking a way forward to this where things can start getting close to normal. Because if this is going to prolong a lot, people are going to suffer a lot Absolutely. mental health. Let's bring it back to the yes, music industry. Get, okay. Anyway, stay positive, everyone. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, I have to let that, yeah, stay positive, be careful, you know, come on, let, let's do stuff and, uh, uh, you know, fix those grudges, we, we, little grudges we have with family members and friends. You know, we had the time to do that now, remember? Uh, you know, little petty things that you can, you know, leave behind and just make new friends again. I've used COVID for that, telling people, you know, do you have a graduate someone? Just if it's something small, just fix it. This is the time. You have a lot of time on your hand. Do it, you know. And let's let's be positive. Yeah, I've been a bit negative. I'm not usually like not this. at all. All right. Let's bring it back to you getting back on stage. Yes. Let's say we get out of COVID, and Ivan Grek and Winter Moods get back on stage. Give me a, a hint of when you think, when you think, looking positively, you think we might see that this year. Well. 2020 was 35 years of winter moods, and we were going to do a concert, a big concert for that. And obviously, the day we printed the poster to have a look at how it will look, COVID started, boom. No. So that's it. And uh, <laughs> then I was going to something do myself the year after at Asha, a big concert. Once I said, all right, done, put the thing out there, new <laughs> restrictions came out. So, and then I had New Year's Eve, and I had to, so... But I think in summer, yes, I'm, I'm really positive that we can, you know, because we must, yes, we must. Absolutely. We must. It's not just about music, it's just about everything. But, you know, it's, it's my job, it's my life, and I have a right to live. Well, you <laughs> you just mentioned 25 years of winter. 35 years. What? 35 years of 35 winter. 35 years. It's 37 now, because that wasn't... You started when you were 10. Mm, I wish. 35 years of winter moods. What have been the highlights of your career over the last 35 years? It's, it's, well, the highlight is the, the Fossos concert. That's, you know, when, when, when you have a dream of having a big concert and then that happens, uh, 10,000 people just come for you because that's what makes a difference. It's you, nobody else. You know, I, um, you were the headlining act. Just us. It was there just was us. not even a supporting act. Supporting act. We made a competition for newcomers, and the newcomers on uh, they had a radio competition. People voted, and the best votes they they played with us. So we gave someone an experience. We also have had an eleven-year-old kid play guitar with us and stuff like that. We 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 like to do that, uh, but you know, doing that, having people, and we had Italian crew with the sound there, and we were saying, you know, this for Malta. It's really big. He said, it's not just big for Malta, even in Italy. You know, I mean, there are great artists who do a 4,000 arena, or, uh, but obviously in every city. <laughs> but we, that's the highlight of our career. And then after that, was, there were two years of big concerts, 7,000, 8,000, 10,000. Listen, honestly, I've never, when you look, let's, let's talk for myself on Winter Moves. We've never been that glamour kind of... Uh, aura with us we always stayed uh, as we are as in 
humble we came from Sanglia from the south and we were always we had we had this stigma about us as well we, we've lived it at, at our times when we when we are younger saying that you're from Sanglia from the south it's like oh you know you're a class down because of the dockyard and everything which you know uh, should had never been looked at that way anyway my father spent 45 years at the dockyard and I'm proud of that but we were stigmatized because we were from from the south um a little a small city um, that's where we how we were brought up and we knew each other since we were young and we never sort of felt that oh you know we are now stars or anything like that we we've never felt which which is an advantage and a disadvantage in music because some people get go go further because they push it their way through and uh, we were never able to do that we just did our thing we did the music that we liked doing and you know at first we were also trying to move away the ah oh, this is Maltese so play it that shouldn't be this is our album if it's good play it if you think it's not don't there was a scene going on there were concerts and, and uh, Howard had Limestone Kick getting closer you, you don't stop a lot of these bands uh, you still hear their songs today and say they're relevant you know so we had a scene there was a scene, not an industry, a scene. We've lived off music for the last, since 2010, until COVID came through. So it's not all, you know, um, we're forgotten and gloom. There, there's, you know, if you work hard, there's something you can do here. And, and what matters to me is going out there to perform and connect with the people and have the concerts where people go out, oh, what an atmosphere and... You know, the feeling we had, the emotions, that's what matters to me. If I put a song out on YouTube and everything, yeah, okay, I mean, it's good to have likes, but it's not what matters most. For me, what matters most is you go out there and, you know, 4,000 people on my own, 4,000 people came to see me, you know, which is Malta, it's a very, very good crowd, especially nowadays. And that's, and other artists do that as well, and I admire them for doing that. They keep doing it the hard way. They go into clubs and play and do and and do festivals, even the alternative uh, scene and and the, and the metal scene in Malta. A lot of metal artists went abroad and played big festivals. Yes. You know they don't get the recognition because it's the metal scene, but they're still very talented and and, and great musicians. You know what I mean? It's so broad that. But commercial music is commercial music. It's like having a, a badminton world superstar and uh, soccer world football. they're both stars but there is you, you, you get my drift I do football is I mean you're gonna, not going to put a badminton game instead of Hang the World Cup second. before we go in <laughs> further with this analogy you're yeah. the, what, who do you support? I support uh, Malta first then it's Holland as a team okay um, and in UK I support Ipswich Town which are somewhere in the oh my area. word they you used to be Ipswich Town. Yeah, they used to be good, eh? Yes, I, 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 I in they the were my 80s, local band. They local... had a great team. They won the UEFA Cup and the FA Cup. And... Ivan Greg, you've just really promoted yourself in my perception because you chose Ipswich Town. Yes. It's great to talk to you. And I have a feeling that 2022 is going to be a turnaround, it's going to be a recovery year for the world Let's and for way. Malta and yes. for the music industry. Yes. I'm thrilled that you're doing this with X Factor. I love seeing you there. You bring an energy and a soft squishiness that the, the show really needed. 
But I do want to ask you one last question. For the sake of a little flutter, mm-hmm. who's going to win X Factor? I need oh. to put some money on it. Who's going to win? There's a lot. I, I honestly cannot answer it. Oh, come it's on. the year where no judge can say it. You, Howard would have told you the same thing. It's the year where there is no... Ah, it's probably Harry. You can't, you can't help you me can't. put a flutter. They're so good. And you know what, though? When we had a couple, where there were a couple of uh, these two might... Then the, the chair challenge came on. The, the others came saying live in the show, and it's, uh-oh, we're back to square one. It's all of them. It's true. I, I was going to the bookies. I was the, fairly sure nah, that you were going to help honestly, me with that. Honestly, every judge will tell you the same thing. And we talk, well, it's like, all right, you see her, oh, wow, she's good. Then you see that group, oh, my God, they're as good. Then you, <laughs> and it's, you know, they're so, it's, it's truly, there's a lot of talent. When you say, can there be more? more and more come true, which is great. Ivan Greg, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. That's it? I love it. That's it. We'll have to start another program and do two. We'll do another program, we'll do I swear. <laughs> Thank no. you so much for being with me on Thank the you. first of season two of the interview. Yes. Listen, um, we've, been, we've, we've talked a lot about COVID and stuff like that, and uh, really um, about anxiety, which is true. And everything. But let's stay positive. We're in this together and we'll get out of this together. You know?